Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? It's lovely to see you. Now, it used to be that we'd meet together really easily over a year ago, but it's starting to get better. It's starting to get a bit easier, isn't it, hopefully? If you're watching on Zoom, wherever the camera is, welcome. And if you're watching on a video in a few weeks' time or in a few days' time, welcome as well to you. Uh, put yourself on mute, though, if you're on the wall of Zoomness, because if you don't put yourself on mute, it can interfere with uh, when we start doing things. So if you want to put yourself on mute, that would be good. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got, as you might know, a Zoom monitor now. So if there's something going on with something at home and you think something's going on, I don't know who to contact. Eleanor is the person to contact. So if you text Eleanor on your phone, that will be really good. So that's just for the people at home. If something that we don't know is happening is happening, let Eleanor know and we'd be grateful. Thank you very much. It used to be, I'll get this out again, that for the last twice we've met and a few times before, I've been using my phone to do the Zoom. But as you can see, I've got my phone here and there's cameras and all sorts of things. So I want to thank Ken very much for the time he's put into this, for bringing all his equipment so that we can... So that now, instead of having uh, how it was, it's going to be far better. So thank you very much, Ken. We appreciate you. Uh, our next physical service is in two weeks' time. That's the 30th of May. Please book in with Fiona next time, not with Joe. Uh, booking starts a uh, week on Sunday, a week today, and it closes the Friday afterwards. But just as a reminder, if you're coming in two weeks' time, you do need to book in, and it will be with Fiona this time. Uh, One-way system, you know all about it. Come in through the front, either through the old kitchen if you're a pedestrian, or through uh, the back door if you're coming in with a car. That doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. As an experiment tomorrow, just a few more notices, as an experiment tomorrow, we've got house group in this room, in the main hall. So it's not going to be on Zoom, but you will need to wear your mask still and socially distance. Now, of course, Boris and his, uh, his I'm thinking of the word, advisors, let's say that, his advisors are saying that from tomorrow, it's great to hook people. Now, I think it's still a good idea to be sensitive and think about if someone wants to be hooked, you might be full of hugs to give to people over the next sort of few weeks and months, but some people are a bit more reticent. So let's just think about what they'd like as well. And if they want, if they've got their arms open and you've got your arms open, then that's a pretty good thing if you want to do that. But it's good to be thinking about what other people want as well, if you don't mind. Uh, Tuesday emails, hopefully everyone's getting them now, but if you haven't and you all know someone who hasn't, then just let me know this week that you haven't had it so far this year, and I'll be able to do something about it, hopefully. Two more things. Onward newsletter, physical ones went out on Friday. The digital one will come out this Tuesday in the email. And last thing, because we're not meeting, uh, because we are meeting physically here, there's not going to be any breakout rooms at the end. Jill's going to lead us in worship just now. Hello. 
Welcome. Brilliant to see you all here in the building. Welcome and join, joining us on Zoom as well. We are here to praise and worship God and we are here to hear and listen to God. And Sinjin is going to uh, bring our word to us today. Brilliant to see Sinjin here in the building. I, I don't think I've seen you in physically in over a year. It's like, wow, long time. Brilliant. But it's always lovely on Sunday mornings to see people physically. It's lovely. Um, let's pray and then we'll get into our service. Oh, sorry, just a reminder, those of you who've got a chocolate on your chair, you will need it later, just hold on to it. Those of you at home, I'm afraid I couldn't, I couldn't magically zoom a chocolate into your homes, but you will, don't worry, you won't miss out, we're going to be doing some different things this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you that from tomorrow we will be able to give people a hug that we haven't been able to for a long long time god you know all about the things that we look forward to you know the things that we're fearful about you know everything about everything lord we just want to come this morning and submit to you we want to hear what you have to say lord will you receive everything that we're able to give to you this morning and help us to hear and obey what you're saying to us amen Amen. Right. So I thought this morning we would try a few different ways of worshipping, um, because I don't know about you, not being able to sing is, is quite hard. Um, and even when you're here in the building and, and the, we've got a video on and you're trying to hum away, even that is quite hard. So I thought we'd try a few different things. We have got some videos later on. Uh, but there's just a couple of different things that we're going to try this morning. Uh, hopefully, well, no, you definitely can still join in and do what we're doing uh, when you're at home on Zoom as well. So the first thing we're going to do is a hymn, but instead of singing it, we're going to speak it out loud. So if you would like to join me by standing up, the words are going to come on the screen and we are going to read the words to praise my soul, the King of heaven. Heaven. To his feet, guilt restored, forgiven, who rightly his praise should sing. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Same forever, ever. Blow to and swift to bear. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Glorious in his faithfulness. Father mine, he tends and spares us. Well, our feeble frame, he knows. In his hands, he gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, widely as his mercy flows. Angels in the heart adore him. You behold him face to face. 
Amen. Praise with us, the God of grace. We're going to do another different thing now, and we're going to have a video which has pictures and words. Um, and it's a song, actually, that we've never sung here at NCF before. Uh, but I loved some of the words in it. So I thought, let's watch this and take in the music, take in the words and, and worship in that way rather than in projecting with our voices. gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer. There is no one before heaven now to be. He is my joy, my righteousness, my steadfast
Let's pray together now. And it's my mom and dad, Brian and Betty, who have uh, done many of the themes for this morning for our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us. Thank you, Lord, that you're always watching over us. Not being a nine to five God, but the living God, 24 seven, every day of the year. We again ask for your help with the COVID pandemic. There are so many who are sick or have died and have left many loved ones bereaved and still grieving. Lord, help us. In the early hours of tomorrow morning, it will be exactly 80 years since the largest air raid on the Neaton by the Luftwaffe in the Second World War happened. 380 homes were destroyed. 10,000 homes were damaged. And there were many tons of rubble in lots of streets around our town. 130 people died that night in the Neaton. Thank you, God that peace eventually came. Lord, please let peace come between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Please replace hatred and war with love and compassion. We look to you. We pray for John and Jill and the other leaders of churches in our borough. As lockdown continues to ease, please give them the vision, the joy and the tenacity to leaders in this new chapter, in our churches, in our homes, on the streets and wherever we find ourselves, help us all to be salt and light to those around us. Thank you for the truths of Psalm 103, verses 1 to 3. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Lord, we look to you for the miracles of salvation and healing in 2021. Show your power again in our day. Please make yourself known. Praise God from whom, from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. And now let's say the Lord's Prayer all together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The reading is taken from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 44. Sorry, chapter 11. Yes, I've got it in front of me. <laughs> now a certain man was sick, 
Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister, Martha. It was that Mary, who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, <clears throat> Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, but you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that already He'd been laid in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is come into the world. 
And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha had met him. Then the Jews, who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you, that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Brilliant. Thank you, Yvonne. It's amazing story. I'm so excited to hear what Sinjin has to say to us about this. I'm just going to pray for you, Sinjin, if that's all right. God, thank you that your word is alive and living and active. And I pray that you will use Sinjin this morning as he brings this story to life for us and, and brings to us what you would like to say to us um, today. God, will you give us open ears and open hearts? Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would work through him and it, it just bring his heart to to such excitement in you because of your word, which is so living and active and, and yeah, so not dead like Lazarus was. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. So am I on? Yeah? Okay, good yeah. to see you all. Oh, it's really different. Yeah. Okay, yeah. really different, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for reading. Um, so far, I think it's from the Easter, maybe around Easter, we started to look at the miracles of God and then I'm not sure whether you remember some of them, what kind of miracles we looked into it last week. It was quite, you know, just last week was uh, Daniel's, you know, three friends, Shadrach, Misha, 
message a Benigo story. But I think uh, during the time of Easter, we, I think uh, Nick shared about Jesus' resurrection. And then after that, uh, story from Second Chronicles, when the Jewish nation was surrounded by the multiples of armies, God fought for them. And then they just worship and God intervened. And then also we look into the story of Exodus. And then after departing the Red Sea, God was fighting for them. And, but these two stories, Jehoshaphat and Exodus, is what God has spoken to me uh, when, uh, when uh, something happened to me in Korea two years ago. So that was very, very confirming again. Thank you very much. And also we had Isaac and Abraham's story when Abraham was about to, you know, offer Isaac, but God intervened. And also we had a story about feeding 5,000 people. And then Daniel's story today is the, the ways of Nazareth. And then we have two more, but I'm not going to mention about that because <laughs> someone else will do that. So we have looked into quite a lot of miracles. I know there are tons of thousands of miracles when we read the Bible. But what are the miracles? What do we call the miracles? What are those? Is it something that, you know, inexplainable, uh, but something unscientific? I mean, sometimes we cannot logically reason or explain it. Uh, many times it's against the nature, the law of the nature, because when I fall from the flight, I, I can't fly up to the sky because there is a certain rules. And then when we see something is going against this, we call these miracles. And then, of course, uh, what is uh, one of the biggest miracles? Is, I think the miracle is death to life. So Nazareth is part of that miracle. But my heart is, does miracle really strengthen our faith? Is, is the, are miracles only can strengthen our faith that much? I think that's something I would like to talk, share a bit. But what are they? What, what are the things that really strengthen our faith? For example, after Exodus, when Israelites, they were, oh, wow, wow, we, we are for the promised land, and they were obeying whatever God spoke to them. Uh, it didn't happen in that way. They constantly, they complained. Uh, for example, after King Jehoshaphat, when God intervened for, for them, were they all turned back to, did they turn back to God and everything was okay? And it wasn't. So maybe it's not just miracles. So there are certain things. Then I'm, the question is, what can we learn about God through the miracles? Maybe that is something we can really think about. Uh, when, we, when we just talk about the death, and then there are certain religions, you know, believe in the resurrection. But for example, I'm coming from East, the Buddhism and the Hindus, we believe in the resurrection, but not in the present time, but in the, you know, next generation, or maybe three generations later, we call this transmigration instead of resurrection. So they do believe physical and spiritual rebirth, but it's quite different from what we believe. But also, Greco-Roman people in Jesus' time, they also believe in the resurrection, but not in the physical resurrection, but the spirit. So they knew that people are immortal. People are mortal, am I right? People are mortal. So when we see people raised again, this is a huge miracle. This is something that we can never imagine. Could it be only God? I think, yes, of course, this is only God that can you know, perform this miracle. So uh, Jewish people also, they believe in the resurrection, but there's slightly 
different from what we believe as Christians. They believe in the resurrection on the last day, on the day of judgment. So it's quite different from, they, it seems that they don't believe in the physical resurrection still yet. I think one thing, uh, interesting thing when Nick was talking about resurrection is that he's, he, I don't remember how he exactly expressed it, but he said something like Jesus' ministry is pretty much about his death. His ministry was about death. And then Jesus, he, three times he foretold his death and resurrection to the disciples, three times. And then he died. It seems that his ministry was going up to the climax toward the death. So it seems that his final goal is to die. But it's not only his death, his birth has to do with death a lot. But for example, there has been multiple, uh, you know, few times, uh, you know, tried to stop for Messiah to be born. Just like Moses' time, all the Jewish boys were thrown into, you know, death. In southern kingdom, there was an attempt to kill the royal people. But Joas was saved. And Esther's time, there was a kind of attempt to genocide, annihilate the entire nation in Jesus' time. So Jesus' birth has to do quite a lot of death. If so, Jesus' life and death is just about death, death, death. And why is it so important? So resurrection is one of the central themes for Christians. If we don't believe Jesus is resurrected, Paul said, maybe it's useless, it's in vain. So resurrection is a center of our faith. But resurrection, not in a soul, resurrection of the soul, but resurrection of the body and the spirit. And then that's what Jesus went through. And then the reason I'm saying uh, about Jesus' resurrection a lot is because of Nazareth's story. So I'm going to move on to the next next section. Thank you. Brilliant. Right, we're going to have a, a, um, a video song for us to worship either singing at home or humming or jigging or you know the score now on, on these videos. Um, let's consider what Sinjin's been saying and um, yeah, listen out for what God is saying to us, hopefully through the words of this song as well.
Now, the Nazareth story, the resurrection. And then uh, there are about 10 people resurrected in the Bible. So, three people in the Old Testament time, but when we read the Gospels, uh, we can find about, you know, three people that Jesus raised. So, two people, the story, resurrection story is the book of Luke, and that one in John. So, Nazareth story is only in John. So it's something interesting because this is a huge miracle. It's a very, very strong miracle, but mentioned only in John. And then two other men, uh, resurrected people, are mentioned in Luke. Maybe Luke, because he was a physical physician, doctor, maybe he's interested in human, you know. So that was a little bit more specific and detailed description of people's disease. So uh, I think that's one interesting element. So... Of course, I know you heard the word synoptic gospel. Gospels, they have the same view, synoptic. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, they are, you know, focusing around Jesus' events and teachings. But John the Gospel is quite different. So that's why they categorize the three gospels together similar and they're one specific unique gospel. So John the Gospel is more likely describing who Jesus is. So John is describing uh, Jesus' identity a lot. So there are seven I am statements in the book of John. So first, I, the, for example, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am a good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. That's the story in the book of, you know, in this chapter. And I am the way and the truth and the life. And I am the true vine. So when we read this Nazareth story, this is part of Jesus' 7 I am statement. Are you with me? So also this Nazareth uh, resurrection happened near Passover when we read the you know, few verses back um, forward. It says that this is a near Passover. So this is just quite close to Jesus' resurrection. But amazing, interesting thing is, for how long Nazareth was dead? Do you remember? 
is four days, four days in Israel near Passover, which means about, you know, March, end of March or April, and the weather is still very hot, and then four days must be enough to decade a body. And then, there, so there is a stench, but the interesting thing is Jesus loved Martha, Mary, Martha, Nazareth, but he didn't go to Nazareth straight away. He stayed two more days, and then he went off to Judea, which is you know, a bit further from Jerusalem. And then he came back to Bethany, Bethany, because Bethany was close to Jerusalem. So he delayed his visit to Nazareth continuously, seems intentionally, and the Bible says it's for God's glory. So Jesus mentioned, because of this, you know that this is I, I resurrected. But the motivation of Jesus' resurrection is maybe the compassion, and sorrow, even though he was 100% God, but he had empathy and compassion to people. So uh, there are two, two times we hear the word groaning. He was groaning, anger, or no, groaning. He was groaning and then compassion because Mary was in sorrow, even though he knew that God is going to raise Nazareth, but he was in groaning and then uh, he resurrected. So my question is that Nazareth's story, the resurrection is, was Nazareth resuscitated, I think, or resurrected? Obviously, they resurrected. If Jesus went there as soon as he died, we might call it uh, he was resuscitated. So it's clear he was resurrected because uh, he was in tomb for four days. And uh, imagine that for four days, maybe the body started to decay, and stench, which means this whole event was unpleasant process in some sense. <laughs> uh, I've I never been you know, near to someone's body is decaying. I don't know the smell, but I, I can just imagine how kind of awful it might be. So it creates uncomfortableness people around. People need to put up with the odor, not just order, and at the same time, Jesus said that we release him, unbound his linen. And then who's going to unbound the linen? Are you, are you with me? So people should put up with this whole process. Even though this is a miracle, but people should cooperate to release Nazareth in this process of uh, resurrection. Again, another question to Nazareth. Was this resurrection a dramatic experience or traumatic experience for Nazareth? What do you think? If you are a Nazareth, was it, could it be quite dramatic or traumatic? Yeah, dramatic or traumatic. Yeah, maybe both. Then we see this is traumatic, traumatic because he's been there for four days, but he could have been raised on the first day, even he, Jesus could have come and save him before he died, but he was there in turn for four days. He carried this stench, what kind of feeling he might carry? Maybe it's, it's a joy, but at the same time, it might not be only pure joy, 100%. So maybe it can be a little bit traumatic, but this can be dramatic. 
so because of this resurrection, people started to believe, and so many people started to believe, and then Jewish leaders now plot to kill Nazareth in chapter 12. We can read it. But Jesus, Nazareth's resurrection, he drew so many people to believe in Jesus. But what about Jesus' resurrection? When Jesus died, who were there with Jesus? Where are the 12 disciples? They all ran away. Are you with me? So they saw the miracles, but I don't think they understood or either, either they didn't hold on to the faith. But when they actually saw Jesus' miracle, they started to believe. Jesus' brother James, he started to believe after Jesus' resurrection. Even all the disciples, they actually started to believe what Jesus, who Jesus is after the resurrection. Because breaking the power of death is really ultimate. It's, it's not humanity thing. It's not human power, human ability, human authority. This is God. This could only be God. So Nazareth is, Nazareth's resurrection is quite a foretaste of what Jesus is going to show us. Jesus prophesied three times that he will be killed, he was he will be resurrected, and then all the disciples went away. So just before Jesus' resurrection, Nazareth was resurrected instead of resuscitated. But still, this wasn't enough. Then what can strengthen our faith still? I myself has been kind of process of this kind of traumatic, dramatic. I think I'm in the middle in this process. But maybe I'm not sure about where you are at. I'm not sure whether you have been dead for four days with a stench and linen clothes binding you still. If so, maybe some people near one you might need to put up with that and help them. Maybe you are with you, you can identify with someone who is next to the dead people. They are quite stench, unpleasant thing. I don't know that because I'm living in a community and then none of the human body is perfect, even my home. None of, none of us is perfect. So we could create quite a stench sometimes. We need to bear with it. But at the same time, we are we ready to release the Ninnan until we see the process of decayed body to be, you know, uh, restored. If so, that is not traumatic at all. Now, there would be a dramatic witness, testimony of God. Are you with me? So I just bless you wherever, you know, you are at or whomever you can identify or we might be, you know, in this kind of journey. So my last question again is then through the story of Nazareth, what can we learn about God? Why did God resurrected Nazareth? What was, we know this is God's power, no doubt about it. But apart from power, what characters of God can we just kind of notice and learn? Because maybe the power of God, we are all aware and then we accept that, but what is God's character? I think maybe that kind of element can strengthen our faith. For example, God, God can change the entire universe at one you know, finger. But at the same time, God is a shepherd. We sang this song. So many people get identified. God is gentle, leading us, loving shepherd. And that because of his kind of character, we can dwell in him. We can continue to want him, and then we can trust him. So again, this question, I'm going to leave it to you. Through the story of Nazareth, what God's character 
do you want to learn or do you want to take it today? Amen. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you very much, Sinjin. Right. It's um, another different thing we're going to do this morning. This is where the people in the building are going to need their chocolate. So if you can grab that. People at home, you can do this with anything absolutely anything so just grab something that is close to you seriously anything what <laughs> no anything um what we're going to do is we are going to um meditate we are going to look and we're going to use our well i was going to say five senses but actually here in the building we can only use three um but at home you can use more um, we are just going to ask God to speak to us through the object that we've got. In here in the building, we've, we've got some chocolates, which are in wrappers. Um, and at home, you've got whatever you've got. It can be anything. Just ask God to speak to you through it. So just focus on it. Look at it. You can't really smell it or taste it, I'm afraid. That's what I'm saying. But you can listen to what God's saying. You can touch it. So you can use all of your senses. We're going to have three minutes to do that. So just so you know what, what you're expecting here. Three minutes. Look and, look and feel and touch and do whatever you want with it. But ask God to speak to you. Listen to what he says. God, thank you that you can speak to us through anything. Lord, I pray that you will help us to develop what you have started to speak to us about this morning, just through this short exercise. Lord, add it to what you are already speaking to us about through what Sinjin has said, through your word, through the song words that we've spoken and listened to. God, thank you that you are not a silent God. Lord, we want to open ourselves up to you and hear everything that you have to say to us. Amen. Thank you for joining in with that something a bit different this morning. Um, we're, we're going to finish our service with just a couple more um, videos. Uh, so one is a song we're very familiar with, Faithful One. Um, and one is one that was a new one to us last week. Um, and so, um, again, we're here to worship. Do that in whatever way that you see and feel fit this morning. God knows you. Uh, let, let's engage with him in whatever different ways that we can. We don't need to be limited just because we can't sing. And besides, you at home can sing anyway, so go for it. Thanks.
Father, you have spoken to us and we say thank you. Thank you for what you did yesterday. Thank you for what you are doing today. Thank you for what you are going to do tomorrow. Lord, help us to receive the challenges that you've given us and help us to be obedient to what you've told us to do. Lord, we want to give it all back to you. Everything that we are is for you. Lord, help us to follow Jesus' example in that. We pray you'll keep us safe as we go out into this week. Lord, look after us, and I pray that you'll use us for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Um, please wait in your seat until a steward um, directs you out. Um, if, you, uh, if you don't want your chocolate then feel free to leave it on the chair. But uh, otherwise, if you could take that away from you, uh, with you, that's great. And you can then smell it and eat it when you get home to use those other two senses. Um, and we will, yeah, see you again soon. Thanks. Bye.